get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. Joining me is our good friend, Jason Kupsik. What's up, bro? My brain is a little fried. <laughs> you know, we have, uh, we've been having, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it. Not difficulties, necessarily. But uh, with the with the content of today's show... You know, it's all about, uh, you know, the Nazis and uh, the occult. And I got to tell you, it is not it is not as simple as a task as I thought it would be. Like, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, it's um, well, see, and I have uh, last week when I was on my uh, radio bit, I mentioned to him that. This week, I'm going to be doing, or we're going to be doing the podcast on Nazi occultism. He's like, I want to do that. <laughs> I only have 15 minutes on that show. I don't know how I'm going to compress anything into that amount of time. That would be rough. That would be very, very rough. Trying to trying to come up with that in 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Like, I don't understand how that could even happen. But I don't know, man. It's... uh. I don't know. It's a little crazy. So I was reading all sorts of fun crap, and then I was, uh, you know, I watched a few documentaries on the issue on the on the subject, and it's it's tough. It's tough stuff because we I didn't realize like how how big this actually was. Well, there's conflicting stuff. Too. A lot of conflicting stuff. Um, you know, on one hand, you know. It, just diving right into it or whatever um they were talking that for every point that is made you know there's there's a counterpoint but at the same time i'm trying to consider the sources you know what i mean um now there was a lot of uh Germans slash nazi sympathizers that are basically say oh no that never happened but at the same time, they also claim that the Holocaust never happened as well. Like, just to be fair, you know. Um, so it's it's very, I don't know how to explain it. It's just so in-depth. Um, so anyway, but let's just, uh, let's dive into what we, what we have here. Um, well, we should start from, like, some of the beginning stuff with, where some of the foundation of it comes from. Yeah. Now, what did you find as far as the foundation or whatever? Okay. So have you heard of Madame Helena Blavatsky? Yes. Now, Madame Helena 
she actually she wrote a book and I mean we're talking thousands of pages of a book here now wasn't it um basically talking about creation all the way up to uh, what the the late 20s early 30s basically it was her it was basically human history wrote in a thousand pages her interpretation of uh, okay. human history um, using taking her interpretations of Egyptian hieroglyphs and Babylonian astrology and like different occult theories and plugging them into fit into history exactly so now from there then that that book became kind of a uh, a favorite for for many people correct yeah and it basically I mean it was it was detailed but it was also vague to the point that anybody can probably plug their ideal ideology into that book okay uh to fit whatever they want their worldview to be. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. That uh, you know, a lot of people read this this book, and like you said, you know, kind of started putting their own spin on it, or whatever. Now, isn't this basically where what we would consider like the spiritualist movement or spiritualism kind of got its start? Um, I would say it would be. For that time period, it would be what started it in the masses. I mean, right, and really brought plenty it. Plenty of spiritualism, and and at that time, what was believed as paganism was already well ingrained in society. Right, part of what she why she wrote that. Now she didn't write actually well she she was reinterpreted again by a man named Guido Van List correct changed it well she had written about Aryans coming from Atlantis but he changed it to that they came from northern Europe right so basically he spun it so that the Aryans or whatever weren't coming from Atlantis necessarily, but they were coming from, like you said, um, Europe. Um, which, like you said, you know, anybody could have interpreted uh, her stuff, her book, to, to put their own spin on it. Well, and there was uh, what, what Hitler actually read mostly extensively where he got a lot of his basis is a publication called Astara in Vienna where he lived. Now that was more or less just like a magazine type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was a monthly or weekly publication that he read and it theorized the master race. Yeah. So there must be lower races. Exactly. Now that publication though, it blew up in uh, Italy, correct? Like it was all over Italy. Um, or that specific volume or edition or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like hacking up a lung over here. <laughs> My God. Oh. It is it is that time of year where it's just nasty weather. I don't like it. I don't like it. So anyway, continuing though. Continuing on. Now, 
At this same time, though, that Hitler actually read that, wasn't he... He wasn't quite in the political party yet. If you can no, even he consider was actually it. In, he was at, well, no, at that time... It wasn't even... In a, Vienna, he was in an artist school. Okay, school for art. that's right. So he, at that time, was a... He had no... He had nothing. Even he had nothing, time. man. He had zero aspirations whatsoever. Apparently, like he was just yeah. kind of a loser. But through reading this, and he was inspired to move to Germany. Okay, okay. And then joined the military in Germany for World War One. Right. Now, I I read an interesting story about this. Now, this was. You know, this was something that he also claimed. Hitler claimed, like during uh, some battle in World War One, his life was actually spared from another um, another person, a soldier or whatever, had his gun literally pointed directly at Hitler, mm-hmm. and yeah. then for whatever reason, the man like lowered his gun and let him go. Well, he said, "Well, the story is that." Hitler looked like <laughs> a man that was disheveled and at the end of his robes and not worth not worth well, it. He well he uh, he also felt bad for the guy. Uh huh. Um, there's another time. I mean, there's more than these two instances where he almost died during right. World War One. Right. Mean, what the main one was the mustard gas that almost killed him. But there was another time that he was in the trenches. Yeah, I read about this too. <clears throat> well, there's two different things. Um, yeah, he was in the trenches and he heard a voice telling him to move, and then a bomb exploded where he had been, and it reinforced his feelings that he'd always had of being chosen. Right. Now, None of these can. I don't know how how um, how much confirmation there is in any of those stories, other than well, they, no, this they is came just coming from him. Exactly. I mean, there were there were um, during World War One as well. Most soldiers would write home to loved ones and write different, you know, letters to family members, and but sure. he never did. But they do know that he did write a poem. Oh, wow. Um, that he talks about how he pictures magic symbols made by the moon that rendered his enemies powerless. And what it was a poem f- in the honor of German gods that he believed in. Oh, interesting. So he never now, really wrote to family <laughs> or anything like that. No, and I think that for the most part that could kind of be confirmed because somebody would have to oh yeah just, I, don't know. I don't I don't know I didn't find the sources on these but I mean you, Hitler could have just been the one to tell these stories that doesn't mean that they're false though it doesn't necessarily mean they're false no however I do think that he was trying to make himself look like there was a higher purpose for himself. You know what I'm saying? Well, not only that, but I mean, he kind of changes. And I think that he, um, 
during the outbreak, we'll get to World War Two in a minute. I got some other stuff before it, but yeah. he changed when when he becomes pure. He, he publicly his image changes, and he does. He publicly puts out there he doesn't believe in any occult stuff. He actually kills off a bunch of occultists, right? Astrologers and stuff, but that kind of flies in the face with all the stuff that he talked about before then in like the journal entries yeah and well and just stuff that other people had talked with him about that's insane um so after world war one and the defeat of the german army in world war one there sprung up a society called the Thule Society. That's it. Yes. And this was a group that Hitler was actually sent in to spy on. I was going to say he wasn't army. he wasn't meant to to join with them. He was actually yes, no, sent yeah. in from the army to spy on them to see uh-huh. what they were up to. And now, I wrote this down in a completely that 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 group became the German Workers Party and then the Nazi Party, but correct. I meant to look up this number, but I forgot. His number was five 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 in the German German Workers Party. I did have that note. Anybody out there knows numerology and the symbolism of that number? I'd be interested to know what it it may mean. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, interesting stuff, though. But. So if he goes, he goes in to, to spy, basically, and he ends up, you know, um, you know, listening, obviously, doing his job, but then he, he kind of likes what he hears. Is that correct? And then, Yeah, he starts, it reminds him of what he used to read okay. and his basis beliefs, so he just joins that party rather than, than spying on them. Right. So he, I don't know if it was necessarily a political party before he became involved. I don't think so. It, it doesn't sound that way. It doesn't sound like it was a political party necessarily. Um, now, after, yes, after he joined or whatever, it definitely got there. Um, God, I don't... It was weird, too, because <clears throat> during that same time or whatever... Now, this was when it became... What was it called? The German Workers? Um, the German Workers Party. Okay. And so, then it became the National Socialist Party. Right. Nazi. Which is what we would know as Nazi. And then... So apparently what happens... Um, I'm trying to get my bearings about me here. <laughs> apparently what happens is... Uh, he is... Uh, they're trying to what run for office basically yeah they're trying to run for office and they do have about uh, at one point before they come into power about a thousand to two thousand followers yeah it was about yeah like close to two thousand um but shit started kind of falling apart for them and it wasn't really working um is that what you read as well yeah, it kind of fell apart, and then there was one point in 1932 that uh, his lover, Eva Braun, Eva Braun. died. 
She tried, and he yes. thinks about suicide, and the party is falling apart, and this is after the building burns down, which was probably set well, on here's, fire, and they, be, they come into power. But here's what's funny about that, though. Right before all of that happened, this was right after Ava Braun's first suicide attempt. He also contemplated suicide, as you mentioned. He went to... I guess, for lack of a better term, he went to a a psychic. A person that he kind of knew or whatever and was talking to this guy. Now, what's interesting about this guy... What's that? Nanusen? I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh, Yeah, actually, I think that might be it. Um, But he goes to this guy and the man says, within 30 days, um, there will be a shift. He goes, and this could be a power type shift or a a position shift. Now, within that 30 days then, almost to the day is when then, um, like you said, there was all this crap that was going on. Uh, Was it the parliament building? Well, this was before. That caught on fire. That was before this. Um, So what happened there was this was when the party was growing but not didn't hold any seats in parliament no power at all exactly they um they tried to go in and so they had an uprising but it failed and then they actually started getting some seats but then it was starting to fail as well yeah oh then the fire happened yes you're right but with that 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 psychic the story doesn't end with just him saying that in 30 days there was something that he said he needed to do in order to make it happen. Correct. So he had to go back to his hometown, basically, right? Yeah, he was told that he needed to go back to his hometown and find a mandrake root. Which, if you've ever seen a mandrake root, like, <laughs> It looks like a mummified person. Like, it's weird. Oh, yeah. my God. It is freaking weird how, how it looks. But, you know, you think of the, uh, I don't know. I, I heard, like, find a mandrake root, and I my mind instantly went to, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. It, he's uh, seen so pictured many times, though, with the mandrake root. Well, yeah, and he didn't actually, Hitler didn't actually go and get it. He sent Nelson to get it. Right. But it's still, you know, he's still, after the 30 days, he actually, Nelson gave it to him on New Year's Day in 1933. Oh, okay, okay. Wasn't it then the third? around, Around the Mandrake's neck was a vial with different small manuscripts that Ben or Nanusen wrote right. that said as long as he kept the mandrake he would have unlimited power and good fortune which is crazy because then didn't he officially get into power on the 3rd of January it says then within 30 days his luck oh, okay. changed and becomes chancellor of Germany so it was within that 30 days then yeah it's very interesting stuff so there, you know, just in itself shows you that he was believing it in something otherworldly, correct? Well, yeah, I don't know. There's, like I said, like I said, there's all kinds of conflicting stuff. 
Oh my it's God, hard yeah. to tell if he believes in this or if he's just open to the possibility of it. Because I don't know. When he becomes fear, he wants everybody to think that he came into power on his own without any help of astrology or a cult. So he actually had all astrologers, mystics, and spiritists that they could find killed off <laughs> so that they couldn't claim that they you know, perceived or saw that he was going to come to power or because he wanted people to think that that it was all him. And all of this other stuff was not real. But I, I personally, I think that he was just putting that out there to make his image. Yeah, absolutely. How do you go from believing this stuff to not believing this stuff. Exactly. And well, and like almost every member of his higher circle were all just like that. Yeah, they, they all had a, a very strong belief. They're mystics, but they believed in this. Correct. Stuff. Like they believed so much in it that yeah, didn't they make a um, a school of sorts? I didn't find anything about a school. I, I forget even. I what do it's know called. that sometime in between when he joined the Thule Society and when he became the Führer, someone wrote to a lady named Elsbeth Ebertine. Okay. Who was a claimed psychic that wrote for a publication. And I didn't write down where she was, but someone sent her Hitler's birthday and asked her what she thought would become of him. I did. I think I read this story as well. And she wrote that he is destined to play a fierce role in future battles, and he is destined to sacrifice himself for the German nation and also to face up to all circumstances even when in the mat when it is a matter of life and death so now who saw that who saw that bit of information I I don't know if Hitler ever actually saw that I see okay or if this was just in a publication before right right and I don't know if they actually said his name. I don't know if she, I didn't say if the lady sent in his name. Just it does say that they sent him his birthday. They sent her his Hitler's birthday and asked what would become of somebody born on this date. Wow, it's just crazy stuff to me. Um, and it's fascinating at the same time. It really is. Um, but like I said, and you know, like we mentioned earlier, there are people out there. I mean, let's face it. There are hundreds of books out there right now on this subject, on this very subject that we're talking right now, just Nazis yeah. and, the, and the occult in general. But then there are just as many books out there that are claiming the exact opposite. Um, so it's, it's kind of up in the air and each group or camp of people seem to make valid points. That's where this sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean there are definite things that we have record of. Exactly. Most of that is the stuff that I wrote down. 
Well, and like everything that we've talked about thus far, you know what I mean? That's absolute. That's 100%. Yes, this has happened. I mean, there's record of it. So, I don't know. It's just weird to me that, like, for me, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there was some form of occult influence going on within the Nazi party. Now, I realize that's a very broad stroke statement. Well, I mean, the the two main people below Hitler, Himmler and Hess, exactly, were huge believers, and Himmler himself thought he was reincarnated. Yeah, uh, he was reincarnated from a Germanic emperor named Henry Fowler. Right. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he would actually do different pagan rituals at Fowler's grave from time to time. Oh wow. See, that I did not read. That's insane. Wow. I love it. I love it. Now, some other stuff about Himmler that I found. He was the one that actually traveled to Barcelona and throughout other parts of Europe and Iran, the Middle East, looking for the Holy Grail. Okay, this is the point that I wanted to make now. Like, this is where I wanted to shift it all it's <laughs> so i'm very glad that you brought that up um because yeah they um yes he he started searching for the holy grail and i mean this was very indiana jones type shit that we're talking yeah. here um now they also the nazi party themselves were also going around collecting certain things were they not well, yeah, they wanted to find things, or find things that uh, find things that weren't found, or take things that were found yes. and interpret the, them to be German. Yes, right. <laughs> oh my God, it's so crazy. But one of these things, one of these items that I know they collected, was what we would refer to as the Spear of Destiny. Now, yeah, I mean, I found different things on that too. That that it, it never it happened. Said that he had it. Yes. That Hitler wouldn't start the war until he until had it. he had it. And I have it down as unconfirmed. Okay. And then, that, and then that in nineteen thirty-eight he found it, and it was moved from Austria to Germany, and then a few hours before. Hitler killed himself was when the Allies took possession of it, but I couldn't find because there there wasn't anything confirmed that it was found. I mean, it was right. just of a all. And what's weird about this is that I mean, of all these religious and these different type of uh, artifacts that are, I don't know. Looking at it now, it's like if you saw some of these artifacts or whatever or heard them, like you would think whoever had possession of these would have great power. Like such as the Spear of Destiny. I mean, we're literally talking about the spear that was supposedly drove into Christ's body um, at the time of crucifixion. Well, and I... Where I found the story, it, it listed a bunch of other emperors and stuff and other kings yes. that 
consistently had it over the years. But oh, I yeah. still can find because it's lost to history now. Exactly. I mean, you see, there are literally it, they either don't know what it is they, or they're keeping it a secret. So there's no confirmation that Hitler actually had it. Right now, there's just stories that he he may have. Now, as far as the artifacts go, there are literally, well, supposedly, I should say. 100,000 artifacts that are still lost. What we would consider lost. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'd have to guess that most of those if they were really held, which I know that they would hold, they would collect stuff like that are probably in an unknown bunker somewhere under Germany. Exactly. Under Berlin most likely because they're still finding new things all the time. There was... What's that, buddy? Go ahead. I said they literally, last week, there was a story about how they found a new tunnel that connected an, an old, a tunnel that went from where the bunker that Hitler supposedly killed himself in to the airport. What? There was, there was a known tunnel, but the last 200 yards... They never found a connection, connecting part. So they thought that they could go that far, but they would have to go the last 200 yards above ground. Oh, I see what you're saying. they found in a subway a false wall that connected it. I have not heard any of this. Oh, my God. And this story, and I think that they're, I think they're making a show on on it, not a whole show, but a, a um, you know, one of the like History Channel documentaries. Sure, sure. On it, that um, because there were planes that left after the Allies got there, after Hitler killed himself, and Absolutely. after the got in there, there were planes of German officers that left. Yes, that fled, and they actually got away, and they were found later. But for the most part. But there's a theory that because the Allies never saw Hitler's body, the Russians claimed that they had pieces of Hitler's body, but they actually tested a jawbone of what the Russians said was Hitler's body, and it ended up being a woman's jawbone. Interesting. And DNA testing. So this this documentary and this article was based on that Hitler could have just gone through that tunnel without being seen and flown to South America, where they've actually found an area that has Nazi artifacts in it. Now, see, I was going to bring this up. I was going to ask you what your thoughts on were on that. The fact that did he really commit suicide or not? We know. I don't know. I mean, it would be there's it would be. Either way, I don't know if it could be confirmed because he, he would be dead now. Absolutely. He'd be yes. 120 some years old. Yes. Um, so he would be dead now either way. Um, but there are photographs that kind of look like him. But I mean, we had the story, the whole thing last week about possibly people out there looking like them. But there are photographs out of South America that show a person that looks like Hitler. Wow. Um, I mean, we know, though, that at a a time, we know that Hitler considered suicide. 
So well, that's true, but it, but it would also be very effective at ending the war, controlling the hearts and minds of the German soldiers to think that their person was gone, their Führer was dead. Exactly. And you know that's all just conspiracy theory, which is this episode supposed to be about. I mean, we're talking Nazi occultism, which a lot of it is confirmed. Yes. But I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. They haven't, they haven't confirmed it either way. As far as I know, it's, it's, it's accepted that he killed himself, but I don't think there's any proof out there. Yeah, it sounds like the proof is non-existent at this point. I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, that's what we're taught in school and and things of that nature. Like, yo, well, yeah, yeah, he, he just killed he, himself. Yeah, him and Eva Braun killed themselves and right. were buried by other Germans. And then the, and then the the, uh, the Russians actually got to the bunker first and dug up what they said was Hitler. Wow. But I don't know, other than the Germans saying that and then the hit and then the Russians thinking they dug up Hitler. Right. And the fact that this documentary tested what the Russians now say was part of Hitler's body it turns out to be a woman. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely no proof. <laughs> that is insane. That is freaking insane stuff though. So your honest thoughts, man. What what do you think about about um, the Nazis and the and the occult? Like, the, in, but in do my, you know that um, there's a lot of Nazi propaganda that talked about Hollow Earth? Very much so. Yes, and it was actually in the SS. It was mandated that the members of the SS celebrate. What at the time was called a pagan holidays, at, you know, and that term at the time meant occult holidays. Well, yeah, absolutely, but it, it, well, they stopped celebrating Christian holidays. They wouldn't celebrate Christmas; they would celebrate the winter solstice. Correct. Well, yeah, and Hitler ordered all the Catholic schools to replace their classroom crucifixes with photos of himself. That's so awesome of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, uh, and they actually, Himmler wow. employed a man that believed he was the descendant of Thor. Yes. Yes. And this man had claimed that he had ESP, and he's the one that came up with the whole rune system because the the SS symbols, all of it, I mean, they just look like, the, you know, little emblems or whatever but they're all there's all kinds there's hundreds of different runes in these um, flags and artifacts and stuff that all mean something but right. it's just kind of nowadays people don't for the majority of people don't know what these symbols actually meant to the Germans oh my god! they had to do with power and love and they actually a lot of the especially in the higher powers, the higher circles, yes. believed that these runes actually worked and helped them. There's a movie, it's 
it wasn't very good, but it's called The Immortals. Okay. Steve. Where these people would put runes on their bodies, tattoo runes on their bodies, and they would become, like, one was protection from something, and the other one was a love rune, and then there was other runes that did different things that gave them invisibility. A lot of people at least believed in the possibility that these runes would actually do that if they used them in their lives. Wow. That's freaking crazy. That is absolutely nuts. But now, this guy, though, he made up the rune system, correct? No, he took it from Nordic culture. Okay. Nordic history. They... Now they may be they may have interpreted them differently, but runes have been around for a long time, and the belief in power right. of symbols has been around for a long time. What I'm saying though is he and took these, and, yeah, like he, but he kind of twisted it to make it all look like it appeared from German origin. Well, yeah, okay. They, so basically, everything they did, they made it to be. German. Yeah, it's kind of fucked, right? Like, why? Like, I don't know if they're just, like, that full of themselves or if they just don't have that much shit going on. Like, they just get bored. Like, I don't know, man. But they really, really I tried to... They they believed it, and they... The, their control and their power was derived from people believing that. I mean, I've I would guess that the majority of people in Germany at the time didn't believe in mystical stuff, occult stuff, right? You know, power of God stuff. Even maybe not. I'm sure they were all religious, but I don't think that they necessarily thought their leaders were gods, right? But like, but even the, um... the Nazi Party was successful at gaining all of these followers and like the whole country for the most part all but a few people relatively right believed in what their leaders well you know it's interesting that you say that because like i i know nothing as far as how to speak german you know what i mean i know a few choice mm-hmm. cuss words like all the fun stuff like everybody but if you just sit back and watch Hitler speak and look at the amount of passion, like you don't even know what he's actually saying. However, he puts so much passion and emphasis on everything that he's saying that you want to hop on board. He's getting you excited. He's funny. Like, well, he was a brilliant man when it came to that. Yeah. When it came to public speaking, there's... There was no one better. It was ridiculous. Well, yeah, and it was all because of the defeat of World War One, which then, was total bullshit. They got the shit well, yeah. knocked out of them, and then they said, "Oh, it wasn't because of us, or we didn't lose. It was, you know, was we were getting the Jews. The Jews stabbed us in the back, basically, and they, you know, doing this and that. Uh-huh. And that's what started the whole damn thing." What kind of fuel well, and, fire. I mean, it was more of a, a national pride thing. Ugh. For the most part, for the followers, for the people of Germany. Because the, whether they believed that it was the Jews or not, after World War One and the defeat of it, you know, they were all feeling bad about themselves. <laughs> well, and naturally. Then, 
the government that was in power had to pay reparations yes. to the rest of Europe. And they hyperinflated their money. They just printed money to give it away. I was going to say, they printed a lot. People with wheelbarrows of money to buy one loaf of bread. Oh, Jesus And the Christ. Nazis, oh, and wow. specifically Hitler, that's what they, at that time, in Germany, everybody was so done with the way the government was running right then. Right. That's part of when when the Nazis started talking about German pride and we need to rebuild this and we are the best people in the world and we're the master race, we need to fix this. <laughs> I could see how everybody in Germany could get behind it because of what they were dealing with from their own government. Because they it? wanted significant change as well. Yeah. So here's a party that is offering this. Yes, absolutely. They're offering change. They're offering, you know, whatever. So, hell yeah, they're going to hop on board, right? But, oh, my gosh. I think it's very, very interesting stuff. I know, like, ugh. Like, literally, we could do an entire show, like, an entire podcast series on just this alone. Because this was the most, you know, it was very broad-stroked. Which we knew what was going to have to happen coming into it. Um. Just crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, we could do probably three hours just on the individual symbols and what they mean. Right. And I mean, shit, you could do all sorts of uh, different shows on just the different pieces of, uh, you know, artifacts that they had, that they had in their possession, that they're now, uh, slowly but surely, they are finding these artifacts. Um, It's amazing stuff. It really is amazing stuff. Um, I mean, shit, we could do an entire show on just uh, Hitler himself, you know, because, I mean, yeah, he was a bad dude, but, I mean, he was fascinating at the same time. Yeah, and I was going to, I was going to to try and find some current day stuff, because I'm sure there's, I know that there's an American Nazi party, I don't know if they believe in any of the occult stuff. But I was going to try to find some current day Nazi occult stuff, which I'm sure is out there, but I didn't even get to do any yeah, of that right. research. I mean, I don't even feel like I scratched the surface with what I did look up. Yeah, and that's what's weird about it. That's what's so sad about it is because I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And like I said earlier also, you know, for every point or whatever that may be out there, there's a counterpoint. And it just goes back and forth to the point where it's almost just a wash. You don't know what to really buy into at that point. So it's it's very, very, I don't know. It's a difficult subject to talk about. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so. that's a touchy subject. I mean, <laughs> it's not the occult stuff. Right. But. It is a touchy subject, that is for sure. Now, I want to I move on to some fun stuff here. Now, this weekend... You're going to be speaking at a conference, is that correct, my friend? Yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. Um, it's called Boonville, or Historic Haunts of Boonville in Boonville, Missouri. Nice. Friday night, we are investigating a place that they call the Hanging Jail. It's a 30-cell jailhouse and with a courtyard and a barn. And in the courtyard, they used to hang a bunch of people. Like, nice. that's what... 
you know, they would, I don't know exactly how many people, but they, they hung a bunch of prisoners and then they built a barn near the end of the life of the prison, start hanging them in there. And we have access oh, to wow. all of it. Oh, you have, you're going to be able to investigate the entire damn grounds of everything. Yeah. It was oh, a public sweet. investigation, which is 20 bucks. There's two of them. One, I think it starts at seven and one starts at nine. Nice. So they're an hour and a half each. And you'll be able to experience the whole place. That's so freaking cool. And then Saturday night, or Saturday during the day, starting at says 2 p.m. on the flyer. We're going to start around 1.30 to 2 p.m. We're going to have a few different speakers, one of which is myself and Richard Rose. We'll be on stage together talking about um, just our various beliefs and we just ramble on and I'm sure it'll be entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about different stuff and and then That's that gonna night... Be awesome. That, well, that, the conference is being held at a place called Thespian Hall, which right. for the the investigations Friday night, you have to meet at this hall before you go to the investigation. They're close, and I don't know the address off the top of my head. But if you, if somebody out there wants to come to this, they can just look up Thespian Hall, and they'll find the address. If you go to the Boonville Tourism website and go to the events page or the calendar, they have information on there about it. Super so cool. So we're going to have speakers and we're going to have vendors, and it's like a mini conference. No, I think it's going to be a blast, yeah. man. Yeah. That night we're going to do public investigations at the Thespian Hall, which yes. I don't really know the backstory of, but it's never been investigated before, and they say that things happen in there, the people that work there. Very cool. So... And I'm looking forward to, personally, the perks of, I think we'll be able to privately investigate this after the public investigation. Oh, that'll be fun. So Just the each investigation is 20 bucks a piece. And all that money goes to the, the Friends of the Historical Society. We don't keep any of it. See, and that's even better. When it goes to, like, help local organizations, that's amazing. I love yeah. that shit. So conference itself the speakers and the vendors cost five bucks and they're also doing i'm not sure which cemetery for 10 bucks they're doing cemetery tours in the town there as well dang man on saturday it's gonna be a busy weekend it'll be cool yeah, i don't know like i'm just speaking at it right and right get a ton of people for the the ghost hunts i think they're gonna ask me to be a part of running the ghost hunts but that's basically Hector's Hector is the one that's running this Hector from 10th Dimension Paranormal is the one that's running this conference nice very very cool I know I'm going to be doing a uh, I'm going to be doing like a lecture slash evidence review type thing in Red Oak Iowa on Wednesday and then on the next thir- Wednesday next Wednesday yeah and then on the 30th I'll be on uh, this radio station in Omaha, it's uh, Pat and JT on Q98.5. They do a uh, a morning show, but on the 30th, they're doing a, it's called Pat and JT After Dark. And apparently they're taking us um, out into the middle of this, like, I don't know, this undisclosed haunted location. And then we are, I don't know, 
I don't know what exactly we're going to be doing out there. It should be a good time, though. So, And then, of course, on Halloween, you know, then we get to run around with the kids and get them all sugar hide and try to get them to bed. I'm going to be investigating on Halloween, actually. <laughs> Are you? God. My daughter is with her mother on Halloween this year. Yeah. So I booked an investigation, and I'm hoping to have a few of my radio friends there with me. That'll be fun, man. That'll yeah, be a lot. New of members, fun. actually. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, Damn it! Before I want to freaking ah, uh, I want to investigate. God damn it! Like I got, <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to this year. I'm not gonna be able to for probably many years, honestly. <laughs> but that's okay. But I tell you what, bro, I'm gonna wrap up the show. But thank you so much for joining us again, and uh, I hope everybody out there is doing good. Hope you guys have a great freaking weekend. We will talk to you all very soon. Peace out. I'm making a rule. Never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw.